Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk on radio at supertalk.fm and on your smart device with the Super Talk app. You're proud to call Mississippi home to good We're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Bring it. Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You also can find us from on your Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget, you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio and don't have any strangers, but i got one new friend who's joining us today. I've got Lee and Tiffany Stringer. They're with Fist Squad. And, of course, you know, with Memorial Day right around the corner, they've got some great events and opportunities for us to give back to our veterans up their sleeves. So welcome. Welcome back, Lee. Thank you. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you. This is your first time. But I feel like even though I hope Fist Squad is starting to become a household name, folks are kind of starting to understand what you guys do and who you help. There's always somebody new who's probably tuning in for the first time and hearing it. So, Lee, give us your... I guess your elevator speech, like who Fist Squad is, sort of how you got started in your mission. Okay. Well, thank you again, as yeah. always, for having us. And this is Tiffany's first time, so we're excited. And she has the whole spill. Uh, and she's not ready. She's burning uh, holes in the side of my head right now. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so thank you again. But yes, so Fist Squad, we started in 2016 with just an idea with myself and three other Mississippi Army National Guard veterans. Uh, and we, we, with an idea of assisting veterans immediately, uh, we realized at that time, uh, talking with some other veterans that were serving, uh, that when you need immediate assistance, whether it be utilities, if your lights were getting cut off, or if you needed groceries, or if you received a three-day eviction or something along those lines, there wasn't an organization that we knew of, or when we talked to other people, that there was nothing out there that they could get assistance with. Uh, so we, we wanted to remedy that. So we, we came up with the idea of, of Fist Squad. Uh, so we got our, we received our 501c3 nonprofit status in 2017. And then in 2018 is when we started assisting veterans officially. Since then, we have, uh, assisted quite a few veterans, uh, to the tune of about 750 veterans since 2018, uh, with about $230,000 in assistance. Up until January 1st of this year, that was all completely with volunteers. Uh, Tiffany is our first time that we've ever had a anyone um, on the staff, and that was because of last year when myself and uh, our VP, Peter, as you know, is, is a very uh, integral part of our organization. We went to a conference, and we were basically told by everybody there that there was no way we were going to be able to keep up. Especially doing. if you wanted to grow. Right, exactly. Uh, we were going to be able to keep assisting the veterans at that at that pace uh, with, with no one being able to do it full-time because we have full-time jobs. And being in the military, 
uh, you have multiple jobs um, a lot of times, so, and being parents and family members and things like that. So we had to have somebody, and Tiffany was the perfect person for the job. She's she's a professional. She's she's done uh, legal field a lot of her career, so she was just perfect for it. Um, and she she has a, a, a love and care for the veteran community, so it just worked perfect. So that's what we do. Especially whenever your organization is for immediate assistance, and if you or Pete or one of the other guys is busy or or um, active and deployed or whatever it may be, you know who's going to get that email, who's going to get that phone call, who can sort of be there for it. And so I don't think anybody who knows y'all's story, watching it grow over the last few years, would um, you know doubt the fact that you probably need somebody. That- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That can that can Absolutely. sort of help with um, help with that, and you guys run a lot of events too. Which I know every time I'm looking at your Facebook, you guys have popped up somewhere or connected with something to raise these funds, because all of this is is generous donations or partnerships that you've made sort of along the way. You all started this with really just what you were willing to sort of give first, and right. then it started to sort of snowball. And so you can't keep helping veterans if you don't keep getting in money right exactly so we we have done events we like you said we started with just basically out of our own garages the back of our trucks just figuring out how to out of our own pockets and we have grown since then by sponsors by donors uh yesterday we were in if you want to talk a little bit about yesterday but we were we were at camp shelby we have about 800 soldiers that are going to be deploying very soon from the first of the 155th infantry uh, battalion out of mississippi army national guard and they had a family day yesterday at Camp Shelby, and we were able to be there, fortunate enough to be there with them and their families to support that. Uh, and so we had shirts there for that event, and they had they had jump houses for the family and food and music, and a lot of other organizations were there to support that. So that was one of the ways that we were able to support them. But at the same time, the families that we were supporting, they were there supporting us, too, so we were able to raise funds for that, too. So that that's one way. And, of course, being here with you today, and then tomorrow we will be with some of those same soldiers also, giving them snacks and, you know, just giving them things. Nothing trying to get anything from them. We're just trying to give them some food and some snacks to try to just for some morale before they go off to some training. Which I think uh, goes perfectly to what y'all's mission statement, I think, on at least uh, Facebook says, is that you guys are veterans assisting veterans. That's right. Right? Yes, ma'am. And it's just who better understands what someone's going through if they're fisting to be, you know, deployed for X number of months or sort of years as someone who's already walked that journey. And I think for a lot of us who haven't walked that journey, I can't imagine anybody listening to good things who hadn't had a military family member either in their nuclear family or with within their circle, right? I think mm-hmm. that's something we all share. But if you haven't had a spouse who has had to, or a parent who has had to uh, be deployed or, or work through some of this, you feel like you don't know how to help. And one way to help is help organizations that know how to help, right? Yes, like that's how you can sort of pay it forward. What is the average, I guess, cost when y'all get a 911 sort of email text message, a veteran needs help now? What's sort of the average range that um, you guys are, are helping veterans? Is it small, like 50 bucks? Is it higher to 500 or greater? Or does it really just depend? Well, no, that's a great question. Uh about five minutes before I left work today to come over here for the interview, we we got a call, well, an email this morning about a veteran. Uh, it was a dual family. The husband and wife both were veterans, and their utilities were cut off this morning uh, because they had, was, I think it was $370 for their energy bill 
because for whatever reason their deposit wasn't paid and all this and they sent the whole story and then they both sent both of their what we call a DD form 214 is shows a statement of their service and they were both honorable veterans and we paid that bill and it was taken care of so on average typically it's about 250 to 300 to 400 dollars usually on a utility bill because what has happened is they have gotten their sales behind a couple months uh, as far as housing it's usually more because when you think about rent you think about mortgage a lot of the times we're not dealing with mortgages we're dealing with lower income uh, subsidized housing things along those lines so it's usually about six to seven hundred to a thousand dollars we're not able to pay that right now uh, because of the funding that we have but our our long-term goal is to be able to take the state average and be able to pay at minimum that uh, and as far as groceries, we want to be able to pay the minimum of what a family of four would need for a month. So we'd say, you know, five, six hundred dollars a month is what we want to say. And the other piece to it with the squad is you guys help their acute need, but then you also try to connect them to the resources to help them long term. Yes, ma'am. Because there's got to be a reason why you get behind. What's the root cause of of that feeling like they're struggling or they're drowning in their, you know, in their finances or their bills? And you you guys try to help where that doesn't become an all the time thing. That's right. We are a one time assistance per year organization, and no more than a three over a lifetime. So we don't want to we don't want to just help you right now, and then just kind of be like, okay, well, good luck. We want to be able to help you, put you in contact with other organizations. So we partner with the VA, with other organizations, United Way, Catholic Charities, uh, Peer Mississippi, uh, Work for Warriors. There's a lot of organizations around the state that we work hand in hand with. We have great relationships with that we can put them in contact with to help them get, you know, some more resources, even employment if it needs to be, whatever is going to help them so that it's not just a Band-Aid now, that it's, it's more of a step to them getting back in the right direction so they're not asking for assistance again. What I love about the Fifth Squad story, too, Lee, is every time either you or Pete talking about how so many veterans that you guys are able to help in an acute situation then end up coming and being volunteers for Fifth Squad or, or when they get back on their feet, they're giving donations and it's, you know, it's pets helping helping vets and sort of being able to to pay that um to pay that forward which again we if we're if you're not a veteran you can still help right like i mean it's still you may not be in the in the club but you're part (laughs) you're part of the solution right i think you're part of uh what helps uh you guys be able to continue to help because and i say that because vets feel more i guess uh comfortable reaching out to someone who understands where they've been or where they're coming from, not that they couldn't reach out to any other organization. There's just a camaraderie there that you just don't understand if you're not part of it, right? No, absolutely. I, I, I feel like you probably understand. You feel more comfortable talking to somebody about this done CrossFit if they've done CrossFit, whereas <laughs> I have true. no idea what you're talking about. It hurts. So it's the same thing. <laughs> it's painful. Same concept. <laughs> but you guys have an equally painful uh, workout coming up this weekend, as well as a lot of other events honoring um, those that have fallen. So we're going to get to that and more coming up next. You
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. And where down we go. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. But you'll have to head to the trademark or Trustmark Park, not trademark Park, Trustmark Park that's coming up weekend if you want to go to the Mississippi Braves game that is honoring the Mississippi Fallen. And the Fist Squad's going to be there along with a lot of others. It's a great event. Last year was y'all's first year, Lee. And it was, I think it was a bigger hit than you guys may have realized it was going to be. And you are just building on that this year. So, how did this sort of come about, and then what can people expect? So we came up with the idea of honoring our fallen um, by, instead of the players, where so there's 25 players on the Mississippi Braves roster, active roster. There's 24 Mississippi National Guardsmen that have been killed since 9-11. So instead of the players wearing their names on the back of the jerseys, they will wear one of the fallen, a friend of ours, and we were just talking about Sev Summers. So on the back of one of the players, it will say Sergeant First Class Sev Summers. On the sleeves, it will have all 82 Mississippians that have been killed since 9-11 on every single one of the jerseys. We'll have Gold Star families there to be able to be honored, you know, if they choose so to to be on the field. If not, you know, they, if how are they want to be, you know, to 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 be able to honor their loved ones? We'll have uh, the Mississippi Braves or have donated a suite for the Gold Star families. Milwaukee Tool has purchased the jerseys, the the fireworks show. Two uh, twenty special forces will be delivering the ball, and and I don't mean just like walking the ball out to the umpire. I'm talking about some really cool guys riding in on a side-by-side with a minigun. The guys that you see movies made after riding in from the outfield and tossing the ball to the blue, and he yells play ball, and 172nd with a flyover from a C-17. Um, Several other sponsors like the Mississippi Army National Guard, the Mississippi Air National Guard, uh, Woodman Life, Work for Warriors, uh, we've got Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association, all five chapters, uh, which are some veterans that, that do so much for uh, other veterans in the state of Mississippi. Newcourt Steel, Grace's Home of Heroes out of Hattiesburg, they do a lot for the veterans. Uh, Warrior Bonfire Program, which is an organization that does a lot for Purple Heart recipients, which are combat wounded uh, veterans. Um, Crusaders for Veterans off the coast. Uh, some of our closest uh, organizations, um, businesses, Elite Beverage Solutions and Clover House, which are two of uh, Fifth Squad's closest uh, veteran-owned organizations, will be there. So it's it's a t- it's going to be an incredible event. Multicam jerseys like that we wear now. Um, the lettering. It's it's just what a great event, and I promise you, you want to be there. If you go to our Fifth Squad social media page, or if you go to the Mississippi Braves website and you go to the may 28th game which will be sunday mm-hmm. and you go to the game site link and you type in vets you can get a fifth squad fundraiser promotional game ticket uh, and and half of that proceed will go towards helping support mississippi veterans in need 
which we always talk about celebrating Memorial Day, and there's a big, it's like really celebrating. It's more of like we're honoring, right? We've sort of taken it and then uh, made a big party out of it, which there's nothing wrong with rest, relaxation, and having fun on the Absolutely. long weekend. But it feels like this event really brings back in what it's meant to be, and that's honoring, right? It's honoring the fallen. fallen. It's recognizing the family left behind and those that are still sort of out there, you know, putting their, their life on the line. And from what it looks like from last year, man, it's a moving and it's a touching um, sort of tribute for the entire game. Absolutely. And, and I think that if you talk to any of the Gold Star families, they want they want people to celebrate the life. They want the people to celebrate the service. And it, it is an honor. And they, they want they, there's nothing more America than baseball and freedom. And so in fireworks. So come out, bring your whole family. Let's fill up the ballpark. Uh, and, 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 and if you see the Gold Star families, tell them thank you. I mean, that, that's, I mean, what more are you going to do on a Sunday afternoon at, at better than a cookout or anything like that than honoring the ones that have come before you and then to pay the ultimate sacrifice? So that's, it's a, is it an all weekend thing going on there at Trustmark Mark? It is. So Saturday morning, they'll do, uh, what's called the SEV workout of the day. Uh, this will be the fourth year they're doing that. That'll be in honor of SEV Summers, Sergeant First Class SEV Summers, who was killed in 2009. Uh, he was a part of the Mississippi Army National Guard. He was a friend of mine. He was a friend of all of ours. Uh, and that is a that is a workout that I will not be participating in. I will per- <laughs> I appreciate I, that. I will I will support them at the end uh, with some cold beverages if they would like. Uh, but we do support the two twenty special forces. Those are some incredible folks. Uh, again, those are the heroes. Those are the ones that that you don't get to see who they really are enough. Uh, but they, uh, they have a great event, and they will be there Saturday morning, and then we'll be, we will be there Sunday evening. And, and this if you is want all, to take the sub challenge, what is it? It is. It's a. Uh, it's a lot of push-ups. It's Fifty strict pull-ups. Yes. Fifty push-ups, and then a five k. If you do it as prescribed, you should have a weighted vest. Fourteen pounds for females, twenty pounds for men. See, I didn't even know all that because I will be at the finish line <laughs> with a soda. <laughs> a soda, right? Really? Yeah, yeah. A soda. Soda for the kids. But right. no, and I think, but I think it's cool, and I think you know that is just something that's come through uh, over the last uh, several years of us doing those that like the sort of fitness challenges, doing some. Something in honor again is our way of sort of suffering and paying tribute to to those who liked, you know, um, the same style of workout. But I know you don't have to do it. But I think if you if you want the challenge, that it's there and it's cool to maybe uh, improve upon your time or your ability each year, which Absolutely. I think can be again added fun into what the weekend is sort of um, is sort of all about. If we want to know how we can get involved, I mean, obviously coming out this weekend's a big deal, Lee. But you've got people listening, businesses listening, or events. I know that's uh, Tiffany. You go. Uh, you guys go all over the state to go into things. What's the best way to sort of connect to, to Fist Squad? So the, our best way is through our Facebook page, uh, Fist Squad Five TH Squad S Q U A D. That that is our most current way to keep up with all of our events. We, on average, are doing events ten to fifteen a month. It's just it's something always going on. Uh, we also have our website. It's just www.fistsquad.com. You can make donations through both of those links. Uh, we take cash, checks, PayPal, Cash App, next of kin. I mean, we'll take whatever, <laughs> you know, silver, pizza, silver, gold, alcohol, whatever. We'll take it. But in all seriousness, we, uh, we, we, we need volunteers. We would love for you to come to an event. Uh, if you can't support in that way, just reach out to us. Ask. We'll figure out a way. Uh, because 
the the need's not going away. So we have to figure out how to to meet that need. Because so. the more that people learn about it, it's catch twenty two. The more people get involved, but then also the more that you recognize that you can help. And I know it's a one time thing. You think, well, what is it so big just to pay? A, you know, one time a year to be able to buy groceries, pay a mortgage or a light bill. But what are you hearing from the veterans about? You know, the stress that you were able to remove just by getting someone's lights turned back on. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's so you you've probably heard the twenty two a day. Uh, that the the statistic about 22 a day for veterans committing suicide. So if we can change that to 21 a day, or if you can change that to one a day, imagine if you can take that veteran that's paying that light bill for that veteran, and now he or she has that one stress that maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was the reason why he or she was struggling, because they were concerned they weren't going to be able to take care of their family because we were able to help pay that light bill or put groceries on the table. That's what you're doing it, you know, you're you're paying ten dollars a month may not seem that much to you, but that's one hundred twenty dollars a year that's helping us pay a light bill for somebody. So that's basically just telling them we see you. You're not alone. That's right. Like you gave, you know, you served us. Allow, allow us to to be able to serve you when you're mm-hmm. at your, you know, your hardest moment. That's and right. I think too. Again, I go back to so many that you were able to help turn around and get the the good fortune of being able to give back and creating that community is worth more in my opinion long term than the quick fix of the of the lights giving them purpose allowing them to also help somebody who may be at their at their worst moment too is what keeps us waking up in the morning I that's feel right like. whether we realize it or not right we don't, just, we don't want to fight alone so. no it's this it's definitely sort of the small things you guys also have too great apparel you've been kind with me and rhino over the years you guys look great uh here on good things and so that's an, also an easy way right that's like right. to be able to get the apparel to to rock that yes we have some shirts on our website, and we uh, we have a couple of new ones that we've got coming out, so keep a lookout on that one. Uh, actually, when you say the Never Fight Alone, we have one of our new shirts that's coming out uh, for that. So in about a, about a month, we'll have four new shirts coming out on our website. So that'll be something that you can help support. Um, that We have one of our, our Vet 22 shirt that we are actually trying to get for our service members that are deploying. We'd love to have one of those on each one of our soldiers that are deployed around the state. So that while they're overseas, when they're dealing with anxiety and the stress of being away from their family, uh, the work, whatever they have going on back home doesn't stop just because you're deployed. You still have to yeah. deal with everything else. What so, time does the game kick off? I want to make sure we get back to that. The game kick off on Sunday. 6 p.m. So the game kicks off at 6 p.m. Do you know what time the gates open? Uh, about 4.30. So four thirty, come out, get your hot dog, yes, hot cold dog, beverage, popcorn, cold hot, beverage, and get to see the whole great thing. And if we want all the information, we go where? You can go to fistsquad.com, Go to the Mississippi Braves Facebook page. Go to Fisquad Facebook page. Uh, email Tiffany at fistsquad.org. Tiffany, you want to tell us that? <laughs> she says bye. Yes. We're going to get her next time, Lee, right. I promise. Right. Thank, thank you for you. your service. You guys uh, connect and support Fist Squad. They're doing good things and stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks 
healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And now we're catching up with one of my favorite authors who's been on Good Things before, Miss Sydney Hedberg. She is author of Funds Will Follow, A Guide to Finances, Living Well, and Building Your Dreams, which I think is a great title. Welcome back, Sydney. Thank you, Miss Rebecca. How are you? I am doing well, and this is your second title that we've had the opportunity of of hearing about. So what inspired you to do the second one, Funds Will Follow? Yes. Well, my first book, Barney's Bergdorf's and Bills, was written actually when I was just finishing up school at Ole Miss. So uh, 22 years old. I'm now 30 years old. <laughs> you know, I think there's a, a reason that they say, you know, wisdom comes with age, and not that I have it all figured out by any means, but you definitely know more in eight years. And so I kind of went back through Barney's Bergdorf's and Bills. And I also looked at the state of the economic world because the the main bulk of that book was really about just the fundamentals of finance, right? How the economy works, how money works, how you can manage your money. Um, And I still really liked those topics. But again, interest rates have changed in the world and, and just how people are investing. We have cryptocurrency now. So I wanted to freshen up some of those topics. Those topics largely remain the same because the fundamentals of finance don't change, right? But the the topics towards the end of the book are a little bit more of the personal topics. Again, that when I was when I was younger, they they just were a little bit different. And so rewriting those was really fun and it was kind of a neat reflection of how I have changed and evolved. And I think if everybody kind of looks at their life, they can have parallels to how their lives have evolved and changed and things that they used to find important and things that they they now currently find important. We also survived a pandemic during that time, too, which I think really shifted a lot of people's uh, mentality, not only around money and finances, for sure, but then also what does it mean to live a good life or to have success? What does that look like? Definitions change. And it sounds like, too, with with age does come wisdom with that. I can give you that, Cindy, um, being almost 40 now. My definition of success definitely has changed since uh, since 22. But for you, how did that sort of change between your first title and then this one what what has changed in terms of how you define success well you know you talk about the pandemic right i mean a a healthy person has a thousand wishes an unhealthy person has one wish and that's to be healthy and so i do feel like that whole experience as uh arduous and, and and drawn out as it was really did provide people with perspective of you know if you don't have your health you really don't have much and so you know, I think people can just look at wealth and say, well, that is success. And um, a lot of people have that stigma. And Jim Carrey said it, I wish that everyone would get rich and famous to find that's not the answer because it's not. Um, you know, there are plenty of people that reach that and then they find true unhappiness because, you know, they, they, they weren't happy when they reached it. So I think I just really found, you know, health, family, balance in life. And again, I think I always had, I I still felt those things when I wrote the first book, of course, but just as you go through life and and, and go through certain world events, I think those just become a little bit more firm in your core and in your belief system of 
yeah, without this, it doesn't really mean anything. And I can have, you know, um, an extra $150,000 my paycheck or whatever it might be. But unless you have worked on yourself and have the fundamentals and the foundation of you down pat, it's going to be really difficult to just throw money at, at the problem. And I think, you know, even though I'm a little bit further along, I can kind of remember what it was like coming out of college, being bright eyed, bushy tailed and wanting to take, you know, the bull by the by the tail, so to speak. And you start to realize a lot of the people you looked up to that were very successful in whatever field you were going down. It was at a price of either mental, physical or relationship health. And you start to question or you should start to question, is this what I want for myself? Is it worth, you know, giving up all of these things to chase whatever, you know, a sparkly thing that I have? had um, in mind. And so I'm sure you saw that, too. Did you recognize that people either your age or maybe even mentors that were older were forfeiting some of the things that matter the most for traditional success? Yes. And that was a big part of the perspective that I gained. Right. I, I graduated from Ole Miss. I moved to New York City, which is kind of the place where I feel like you can never make enough money to live there because it is just so um, ghastly expensive. But you know, I looked at some, you know, high paid executives that I knew and, and just, and you, and you can read, I mean, a lot of people would be interviewed in the wall street journal and they'd be like, I missed a lot. I missed my kid's soccer game. I missed my brother's wedding, you know, whatever it might be. And it was, you know, to what price, you know, was that, was that extra dollar Did that make them exponentially happier? And again, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that money doesn't make things easier. Of course it does. Right. It gives you freedom, which I think is what, but, you know, I think that can be analogous there, but it also can provide you with this golden cage that you build around yourself because, you know, you are in the office until 11 p.m. and you're going back at 6 a.m. And, and that's just a really difficult life because then you're not taking care of yourself physically. Um, you just, you can't be, you're not getting enough sleep. You're probably not getting exercise. You're probably not eating correctly. So you're, you're forfeiting more than you know. And I just feel like the, the earlier in life you can come to the conclusion of, well, maybe I don't really need as much money as I think. If I just stop spending so much money, then you can build more things around what is important to you. Is simplicity important? Is, is passion important? Is, is just autonomy important to you where you get to do whatever you want and maybe you're not making this, this vast amount of money you would assume that you would, but you're making enough to plug along and provide for your family so I think it's, it's, it, you learn so much, and everybody's definition of success is all relative based on where they've been. Totally agree with that. And I know Funds Will Follow, Sydney, which is your second title. You're still very passionate about being fiscally savvy, right, or being fiscally responsible. You haven't thrown that out the window at all. And so how do you sort of take that and still fit it into this new mindset of being more authentic in your life or being more balanced in sort of your approach? How is it still or why is it still important to still be really responsible and savvy with your finances? I think it's even easier then, right? Because when you kind of get rid of that stigma that you need all of this stuff in your life, cars, bags, shoes, purses, whatever it might be, you still need your assets, right? Your homes. And again, your car would be an asset too, but it's a, it's a depreciable one. Maybe you don't need the new car every year. You're just, you know, spending money left and right, but it's more like you don't need those things. And so I found that I'm able to be even more financially responsible because I don't, I'm not chasing after that one thing that I'm lusting for, and that's why I'm going to work every day. You know, why I'm going to work every day is because I like what I do, and I like the balance of, that my life gives me, and I've just found more purpose. And I think that when you're looking for, and I, you're, it's a bit of difference between a, a career and a job, right? 
And if you can look at your thing that you go do every day as a career and something that you're really invested in, then that money you make isn't just money that you go out and then spend on random things. You know, it's, it's, it's money that you take in and you're like, well, I'm going to use this when I really need it. So I just think with a, with you really discovering the most authentic you, um, you just have a little bit more control over that. And, and it, again, you take away the power that money has. When you stop feeling like I ha- I'm just spending so much and money is controlling me, like that's a really terrible position to be in because you're very beholden to whatever job you're working at that point, right? Because you have to keep up with all these debts. And some of them are student loans and some of them are mortgages that you have to. But a lot of times it's, it's, it's online shopping <laughs> and people have credit card debt because of that. So when you give... You take away that power of money by controlling yourself and really getting in touch with how much you should be spending. That's that's confidence, and that's your power. You talk about in Part 7 the difference between joy and happiness. What does that look like for you, Sydney? How do you define joy versus happiness? Well, I think that happiness is result-reliant. You know, if I get this job, I will be happy. If I don't, I won't. Um, and joy is a constant. You know, joy is just waking up and being like, I'm healthy. I can go outside and I can get in my car and I can drive to see a loved one um, and I get to go to work. I have a career. I have I have all these things in my life. I can go to a grocery store and I can get food. And so it's just it's finding those little things in life versus having to have these huge mountains to climb and be like, well, once I get there, I'm going to be happy. Because, again, on the other side of that is, is if you get to the top or on the other side and you're not happy, then you're going to be kind of depressed because you've told yourself, from the start, once I get there, I'm going to be happy. Um, and to see that you're not can really kick some people when they're when they're already pretty down if they're just looking for a quick fix. I think this is a great book, Sydney, for those graduating, just graduating college or on the verge of graduating college, because I feel like so many, and I remember me being in that trap, we go through the grind of getting it done, walking across the stage, getting your degree, and then thinking, you know, what's next is what you've been waiting for to be happy. And a lot of folks find themselves very disappointed uh, what's on sort of the other side or the next sort of grind or ladder to climb. So who, and anyone really in a, in a life change, I think would be uh, a good fit for your book, but particularly those just graduating college. So how do they get it, Sydney? Yes, and I agree. And I think sometimes, you know, when you don't, when you're, you're listening to your parents when you're in college, but who really wants to listen to your parents? I mean, a lot of the stuff that I'm regurgitating in the book, I'm like, yeah, my mom and dad definitely told me that. But I think maybe hearing it from a different source, it's not a parent, maybe it's a little bit better, but it is available on Amazon Kindle. This is actually only an ebook, um, which I, I, I really, I am a hardback book reader, but I like this because you can take it on the go. If you are, you know, looking to invest in something, you can have that just on your phone, on your tablet, on your Kindle. Um, very, uh, very accessible. It's a very low price easy. book. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's very accessible and it's a low price and it's, it's something that I, I feel will pay dividends to, to anyone that picks it up and I hope everyone enjoys it. Well, Sydney, I totally appreciate your time here on Good Things. Best wishes to you. Happy to have you back anytime, but you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Darren and Jackson, I cannot confirm nor deny if your boss will care if you order a martini right now just because I say we are Mississippi's happy hour. That is left to the imagination. But, hey, you stop o'clock somewhere, maybe? I don't know. Two for with, one? With great risk comes great reward. <laughs> If you work at home or you're self-employed, then you know, go for it. If that's what you, if that's what you need in your in your day, or you just may need another tasty pairing that usually doesn't go together. And this is one of the days that you should be. You should always be a part of the Good Things Facebook group. If you're on the Book of Faces, join us there. We have a lot of fun. We post nothing but positive headlines about what's going on in our state. And then every now and then, I find a good question to ask to sort of uh, ponder you guys' minds. You know, on the most important questions in life, which is like, what's an unlikely food combination that is tasty? And let me just say, you guys are strange. We're just out the gate. Like y'all some weird, y'all some weird eaters. Y'all are, see, I've got some strange flavor combinations <laughs> that you find tasty and appealing. And there's some I'm very intrigued to try. Like, I think I could give pickle and grilled cheese sandwich ago i don't know if we would put the pickles in the grilled cheese or is it do you have a dill pickle like a pickle slice on the side with your grilled cheese that's two totally different things but i can work with how those things come together and then jeff says pinto beans and mac and cheese i feel like that is a budget saving tip from somewhere Folks trying to get in some fiber and protein and spread those uh, cheesy carbs around. Or is that just one of those that. things where you had them next to each other on the plate and you had a little bit left of each, but not a full fork full of each. So you just scooped it all up together and you're like, well, that was better than I expected. I, I firmly believe that's how putting um, hot dogs in your mac and cheese went down. Some mom somewhere just gave the kid the plate, and somehow the, by the end of it, it all ended mashed together anyway. And she said, bump that. Let's just put it all in the bowl together and call it a day instead of serving it serving it separate on that. Josie says Doritos and sour cream. There is something delicious just about sour cream. Even though it's sour cream is considered a topping, but let's be honest, it's a dip. It's a tip that we put on top of things. Oh, yeah. And so I, I can I can get behind the, behind that one. And Deborah too, who says popcorn and chocolate. I don't see anything weird about those pairings <laughs> at all. I think those are two. Especially if you've ever had the zebra cake flavored popcorn. Absolutely. Are you put some down? What were they for you? Yeah, I couldn't decide on just one, so I went in order of from least weird to probably most weird. With the least weird being putting peanut butter on a burger. You've said that before. That's that's a really good combo. There's a couple different burger places around the Magnolia State that do that, and I have yet to have a bad one. So that's that's unusual, but not all that strange, and it tastes really good. The second one is one that I, I remembered. It was a girl I dated in college. She was obsessed with it. It's strawberries dipped in balsamic vinegar. Oh, yum. Yeah. It's just something about the, the savoriness and the, the bite of the vinegar with the sweetness of the strawberries. It works. Not really something I would go to the store in the express intent of, i got to get some strawberries and vinegar. But if I have strawberries I'm trying to use up, I might use the balsamic vinegar to not burn out on the strawberries. Absolutely. That's usually the dressing they put if you've got like a pecan um feta cheese with strawberry slices on there but i could totally see skipping all of the other roughage and going straight for the strawberries into the balsamic bill in perkinston gets the 
key winner or the gold star for the day because he put a sprig of cilantro and a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. If I'm saying Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. And it is also wine day. So two toots for you uh, in that. I would try it. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I would say my last choice would probably be the best to go with wine. It seems the most frou-frou, even though strawberries and balsamic is a little frou-frou. But I, it's one that I stumbled upon by accident. And then after Googling, I was like, oh, this is a thing? Because I went to the grocery store, like I usually do, and I found a couple things on clearance. One of the things I found on clearance was a big package of prosciutto, which is fancy sliced meat. Mm -hmm. And there was also pears on sale. Not the biggest fan of pears, but I was like, well, I need some fruit. Let's get the pears. So I got three pears and a big thing of prosciutto. Slice the pears, wrap it around the prosciutto, or wrap the prosciutto around the pear, and eat it. And, oh, my goodness, it's delicious. I could do that. I could totally – I could work with that. I see no no reason not to. And someone said – does anyone say ice cream and bacon? Yes, because that goes right with some of you are saying French fries and Frosties from Wendy's or chicken nuggets and your Frosty at Wendy's. There is that weird salty, savory, sweet, savory sort of combination. And salty, you got salty in there, sweet, savory, and salty in the all three. And if you've never dipped your fries in Frosty, you're not a real American. There, I said it. I'm just waiting. Reese's keeps putting everything in there. They got the Reese's Puffs in the Reese's Cups. They got the peanuts in the Reese's Cups. I'm waiting on them to put bacon bits in a Reese's Cup. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, and we're here for it to at least give it a try. Bologna and a honey bun. I don't know about that one, but hey, you do you. It's your pairing. And don't forget the conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. Uh, but stick with us. you got more up next. you got the boys with sports talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.